<laughs> Welcome to Tracks of Life. I'm Jordan. And I'm Fabian, baby. And he whistles, apparently. Whistle. I'm leaving the whistles in. I'll whistle for now on, bro. That's fine. We'll lose a bunch of, of as long as they download it before that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got Andrew Goldstein on this week. Bro, he's an incredible, incredible, talented fellow, man. Wait, did, did you did you just call him a, did you call him I a mean, fella? I mean, he's a fella, man. <laughs> Yo, we were watching Goodfellas yesterday. What do you want from yeah, me, man? He's a good fella. <laughs> no, he's an amazing songwriter, amazing producer. He's worked with All Time Low, Five Seconds of Summer. Britney Spears, dude. <laughs> Black Bear. Right. I love Black Bear, man. And, you know, Celine Dion. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> we'll just throw that one in there, too. And me. Yeah, Jordan McGraw. He's written and produced songs with and for me. Uh-huh. Incredible, man. Incredible. Yeah. He's a, And he's, he's like one of the best dudes I know. Solid guy. And it's incredible to give people behind the scenes of what yeah. goes down and making these songs that they love. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And he's got he's a Blink-182 fan, so he's already got my heart. <laughs> Yeah, dude. He's yeah. in there. He's, He's a Blink-182 fella. <laughs> Welcome, my brother. Thank you for Hello. coming, man. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. This is awesome. This is it. We've started. Yeah. We're going. Oh, we're it's actually we're recording. Live, baby. Know, right? The tracks are red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, we'll do it live. <laughs> now listen, this is different for us. We are bringing a different element that we're really excited about because we've spoken to people that are songwriters themselves, but are artists as well. And if somebody, not that you're not an artist, I don't want it to come out the way. Oh, what a dick. A dick <laughs> no, no, but I'm more, I mean, you're known as an amazing songwriter. So, so to me, it's, I'm so interested to hear songs that inspire somebody like you who creates songs for the greatest artists on earth. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, thanks. Man. No, yeah. no, I'm like super, it's, it's humbling being in the room. Are you, you know, saying greatest artist on earth referring to me? Well, <laughs> because... Oh, oh, that's right. You, you did do a song for this guy, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Yeah. Say, <laughs> the shades are down, baby. Let's go. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're going to put a picture with that. Yeah, of course. Uh, before that statement and then after that <laughs> statement. Welcome to the party. I met him when he was in um, the Friday Night Boys. But yes, my old you're band. still in my phone as... Andrew Goldstein, FNB. Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't mean anything negative by it. No, like, like dude, I know, I I know you're an artist, anything. but it's like your your you know your songwriting skills are just like it's just a whole other level. You know thanks, what I'm saying? Man. So it's like oh, yeah, it's thanks, amazing. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like to me, it's exciting. I'm I'm just I'm just saying I'm looking forward to hearing you know, for sure what we're on this. Yeah, thanks. for sure, man. So oh, what, yeah. is, what is he? Take us on it. No, so why don't you take us on a journey? Now, Jordan always makes fun of me because I get this. I have a I have what Jordan calls a podcast voice. So when the bass comes on, like it is right now. It's serious. <laughs> hey, hey, so anyway. Fabian Marishulo. Yeah, man. So we're here. Yes. Jordan McGraw wants to make fun of me, so I'm going to let Jordan. <laughs> so what is it, man? Take us on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> let me take you on a journey like you've never been before. Exactly. Into sound. <laughs> Into sound. <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> so, take us on a sonic roller coaster. That was the backup name for the podcast. The sonic, sonic roller coaster. Oh my God. <laughs> I wonder who came up with that, the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had like intro music and everything. It was like kind of the, the Space Mountain music. But, yeah. Oh. But with like panning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a whole anyway, different experience. I wonder what the like, I would like to see the like, the automation for the Space Mountain track that's like playing in the speakers while you're on. Oh the my ride. gosh, I don't even want to know. I bet it is like filtery and like panty. This is where people tune out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? But I'm sure about? it was made a while ago, so I don't know exactly what it. Right? Like you would have to know what music was happening at what time on the yeah. ride. And what they were, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. so if something was happening on the left or something was happening yeah, exactly. on the right. 
It's weird. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. You have to like the, the guy's riding on it. He's like, yeah, he's like, and riding and yeah. there was no Pro Tools then. We're talking like yeah. say, live board automation. So yeah. you're talking about like a that's time a work, a time sheet. Yeah, that's yeah. like a lot of work. I talked to one of the people that works at Disneyland, and mm-hmm. some like they said it rarely happens, but sometimes they'll let the they call them cast members. They let the cast members ride Space Mountain with the lights on. Hmm. Different experience. And I'm they sure. said it's like it's ten times scarier. Oh, I believe it because oh, you see, see them. Inside. Listen, when you yeah. when you could barely see and the bars are coming, you're like, there was like a myth going around when I was in school, like some guy that got decapitated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, you got to keep your stand up. sit down yeah. in the thing. Like, how could you even stand up on the ride? Like, you can't even stand up. Yeah, yeah you can't even. Move. I tried. So a weird thing about that, I went to Disneyland on Friday, Ooh. and on Space Mountain, the ride got stuck oh, when wow. I was like, we were we were probably like forty feet from the end, mm-hmm. and it stops, and then they're like. Hey, like we have to send the team member or cast members out, and then the lights came on. But I tried to look back, but we were like too far uh, at the end to see it. But everyone, someone said they got stuck on it the same thing, and they're like, it was so weird to look at I it because it's it's, it's like super, a fr- yeah, yeah. It, ru- it ruined it for you. <laughs> it's <laughs> like when the lights come on at the end of the nightclub, and you're like, oh, oh. this is what it is. <laughs> I also heard that if, and I think this is an exclusive thing for oh, AirPod havers. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> But if you listen to like your what own, are AirPods? Like, do you uh, <laughs> yeah. make a few dollars? I'll let you know. Um, but if you if you put on like any like metal music or like anything like super fast paced, it makes it significantly faster feeling. Really? Yeah. The roller coaster. Yeah. Because the music is like the pace of the music. Because if you've ever been on when the Star Wars music is playing, right. it's not as good. I love Star Wars, mm. but it's not as good because the music's slower. Okay. Right. But if you put on like a... Like speed metal, thrash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, one of the dudes said like even Chili Peppers is really good. Because oh. it's like... Oh. I'm going to Google them. So what's your first song? My first song is Deftones, Be Quiet and yeah. Dry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's kind of a weird choice for me because I wasn't like a hardcore Deftones fan um, I got into them like a little later on, like after yeah. White Pony, they're like yeah. kind of breakout so big kind of album. Yeah. And I discovered the song on this like horrible PC game on my compact Passario <laughs> called Dave Mira's BMX. Oh yeah. It was like the first BMX mm, game totally. like on the computer. I'm familiar. It was I'm terrible. And, and yeah, oh my God. It was, whoa, it would, whoa, whoa. It was great. There was like <laughs> was a no lot. Tony Hawk. I remember yeah. in like, I had the demo and then I got the full thing and in the demo it had Be Quiet and Drive and I was like, what the hell is this? It's like, because I was probably like 15, 14 maybe and I was like, all right, I know I like, I started off liking pop punk and emo, but this was like heavier and weird, but it was like, it sounded major, but it was like dark, which was like so strange, just kind of like that thing that like Smashing Pumpkins have. Like it's a major chord progression. You're like, why does this sound so creepy? And it's like very happy technically Mm -hmm, in the chords, in the melody even. It's like everything around it. It's weird. It's like that layer of noise. It is. It makes it like weird. It's like some ambience and the, and yeah. the combination of like Chino Moreno's voice with yeah. the like the weird, like the sus chords on it. And yeah, dude, I'm, I don't think that dude can sound happy. Oh, there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> Especially when you're at the mic like this at all times. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. cupping the, the 58. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was like the first song where I was like, whoa, I kind of like this like heavy shit and it's also emotional which a lot of the heavier bands at the time weren't doing it was more about like the aggressive metal and not as much of like that emotional aspect to the heavy music 
And then I remember like listening to it and I got the album and then I was like reading the lyrics. And I didn't, it didn't like click with me until probably like later in high school, like having like girlfriends and relationships and stuff. And like the concept of the song, if you like read the lyrics, it's not just like, let's drive far away from here. In the beginning, he says, he's like talking to the girl and he's like, I found you, I'm going to dress you in her clothes and we're going to get the fuck out of (laughs) here. So he's like pretty much saying like, he ended a relationship. He found someone new quick and he just wants to forget the, f- the fucking memory of whatever it was yeah. and just be on the new journey completely, which I thought was so interesting. And it like, you know, when I first like would listen to it, then I read the lyrics. I was like, shit, this is like, there's not, <laughs> this a, is deep. Yeah. There's not a lot said because I mean, pretty much after 30 or 45 seconds into the song, he's pretty much just saying drive far away, far yeah. away, far away, far away mm-hmm. for the rest of the song. Yeah. With the but, same guitar riff playing. Yeah. The, same, the D yeah, it to the, get, but it's to like, the B it minor. Old, though. It's so bizarre. No. It's the same thing the whole fucking time. And except for that intro riff that comes back. But um, I don't know that it was just like meaningful to me. Cause I was like, shit, there's layers to the song. And I love those songs where later on you discover more meaning through yeah. the lyrics or through the musical movement of it. And um, I don't know, it kind of just like turned me on to like, other kind of shit, like another kind of thing I'd never heard before. Yeah, totally. Um, which is what I like about it. Yeah. I, they're, they're like, a, he, I, I played it for him earlier. I got it was, nothing. It was his first experience. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. You liked it though. No, I definitely I, liked yeah, it. I think, I think one of the coolest things about that band is like, is that repetition. It's like, oh, that's their thing. Well, it's no, the same I, thing yeah. over, most of their songs, it's like one thing yeah. And it happens for like I love a minute. Summer. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. And it's like they pretty much have like one or two themes that they just keep going and going and going. And, and, going like, but and it works good for them. Themes that is like that was something that I that it that that one song kind of because I discovered that album when I was kind of starting to play guitar. That's how I discovered it because right. I bought a distortion pedal and I was like, what do I play Metal with a distortion zone. pedal? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then it was like, you know, it's like that whole, like everything on that album had that one like guitar riff. Riff, it's all like, riff based. Yeah. And, and the it, vocals are so weird because he's like doing this like super breathy, like almost yeah. ambient, like tortured thing, which is the opposite of what that genre typically does. Yeah. Like there it, is screaming still, but not like But it carried the same weight. Right. Somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. It's very bizarre. Yeah. They're like kind of an an anomaly of a band like that. And they have like this weird cult fan base yeah. that's attracted to that. Cause I remember I saw them for the first time when I was in ninth grade and it was Taproot Incubus mm. and then Deftones. And I was I was Tap there for <laughs> Taproot is like sort of legendary though because they were so hard. They're like budget Nickelback. Yeah, but like... (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Their first album was heavy. And then the second one when they had that song Poem, that was like a different thing. And then I I was there for Incubus because I was like, oh my God, dude, effects. Holy shit, (laughs) flanger, phaser, like delay. And like, and I was like so into the guitar. And then I saw Deftones, I was like, holy shit. This is like a whole thing. I can imagine seeing those two back to back and like kind of like on paper it fits. Right. But if you see Incubus and then Deftones or vice versa, it's like, oh wow, you guys like, you guys are tough. Yeah, like, and then like, yeah, and like Brandon Boyd comes out in like a mask during their interlude <laughs> and starts like playing the gem, the gembe really? or drum or whatever. He's always done that. But like, it's that's kind of awesome. freaky. Yeah, the gembe. Huh? That's like the box thing that you sit no, on. No, right? that's a cajon. That's the cajon. The gembe oh. is like the. It's like a bigger drum. The cajon that, can like 
the cajon can go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah, it's on. a good like acoustic set drummer um, guy thing. Yeah, right. I mean, I wouldn't call it good. Yeah, <laughs> it's an option. Yeah. <laughs> so like the guy that shows up, shows up at the drum circle, one of those. It's a bo- the box that you sit on. Yeah. yeah. No, that guy can go fuck it. He's not. He's not getting. <laughs> yeah. In. No, like, the djembe not. is like the. It's like the. It's like a uh, bigger drum. It's yeah. it's closer to like a big like like bongo kind, kind of or conga yeah. maybe. But right. it funnels down into a smaller. Yeah. Like end. Now I remember mixing one. I just never knew what it looked like. <laughs> it's probably better you never know yeah, what it yeah. looks like. <laughs> you mixed it right out of that song. <laughs> no, I was like, no, it was, it was like. He's it like, was, it was awesome. I pressed mute and <laughs> no, then moved yeah, on with my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I like deleted the track. No, because I remember it was like. it with a shaker. Yeah, no, it was, no, because I remember like, what is it? Like, what? <laughs> when it came. But anyway, I digress. Sorry, continue. <laughs> So I understand that you like that mm-hmm. about it, but what is it like? Where does it bring you? Does it does it help you in your? I mean, you know, tell me more about it. I want to go into. I this, think man. it kind of like released this because I was obviously into like start off being into like rock and pop punk and emo, and it kind of brought me to this place. It was like not like oh you can be depressed and make music, but <laughs> yeah. like but it kind of brought this like darkness where it's like maybe you don't have to do shit that's like super poppy because I was like okay you know at that at that time period it was like a lot of Blink One Eighty Two and like you know Newfound Glory mm-hmm. and the Starting Line and these like pop punk emo bands that it wasn't like dark and sad and I was like oh shit like and that was based on the majors chords that was the beginning of exactly it, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was kind of like a transition into being like wow there's there are people that like you can express emotion in other ways mm-hmm. in this music and it can be heavy but it doesn't it, there's no rule because I thought right. like if it was like metal based yeah. which they you know they're hard rock metal sure. like it has to be like serious. chromatic and it has right. to be crazy it has to be serious uh, music and it has to be serious yeah. and the lyrics oh, have so to be really destru- cool. have to be destructive uh-huh. and it's like holy shit the lyrics are like I mean emotional it's right. like kind of like soft it's not right. something a guy would want to talk about right, right, always right. and I was like holy especially shit especially in the genre in the yeah, genre yeah, yeah. and like you're talking about people fucking headbanging in the front right. row and it's yeah. like I miss you. Fuck. <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, right. whoa. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. So man. it kind of like turned my ear to that, where it's like, all right, if you want to do, you know, if you're if you're going to get into other music, there's a lot of other shit out there. That's even if it is metal, it doesn't necessarily go with what is what you know yeah. as metal, what Metallica sure. metal is, or what Pantera metal is. Uh-huh. It's like there are other themes that are starting to arise, okay. in it. and it's okay yeah. to do that. And it's okay, right? Because look, it's it's happening, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, sure. And you go to the concert. I mean, when I went to the show, like I was saying with Incubus, it was like at an arena. So I was like, holy shit, there's like fifteen thousand people yeah. in this place, Into and it. yeah, like rocking Rocket. the fuck Rocket. out. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, this is like a whole thing. Yeah, and granted, man. it was like sort of hot topic rock, but uh-huh. like that was kind of the beginning of that yeah. era of uh-huh. like that, that was like, like I think stuff. I think that's what hot topic rock came from. Right. You know, and then they like bastardized that <laughs> that vibe. You know what I mean? Very and now much so. it's like overly emo. You know, it's right? Like, Almost for the sake of being it, someone's like, "I was depressed, and it's cool to sing about it," right. rather than like these yeah. people that were like, "I'm like, this is what I'm going through, totally. and I'm going to sing about I it, and I don't a, have to make it." Yeah, what like you're fuck everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think that's a lot of what people mistake about heavy music, like people that aren't into heavy music that just immediately write off heavy music and say like, "Nope, not for me, no thanks." Yeah, I think they fail to listen to like. The reason that people are so into it is because it like topically strikes a pretty serious nerve with a large group of people that want to kind of get the aggression out, but also want to think about what they're getting their aggression about. Right. Out about. Right. Of course. You know, it's not like, it's like, I just picture like dads going, 
that's got no meaning. <laughs> right. You know, but right. in reality, it's got, it's got a lot more meaning than some stuff that people that don't like heavy music would approve of. Right. Hundred percent. Like, I mean, because there's, there's also, it's also like a different vibe. Because if you're talking about like someone who's into like jam music, which is all about the musical feeling of what's happening, Mm -hmm. not as much like the lyrical content. It's like what's happening in the room. It's like right, like at a fish concert, which (laughs) I'm very respectful of them. But a fish concert is what I call my room of hell, Uh (laughs) which is like anywhere else I would rather be. But I do respect what it is, and I know it's a big genre. But like, and it's a crazy skill. It's insane. But also like. It's of the moment. I got it's things to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. We're on, th- we're on song three right now. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But um, For those of you that can't see me, I checked my watch. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think it kind of opened that subgenre of like, like almost like emo metal, which nice. is not like fuck you metal, but it's like, it's like heavy shit and it's like, it's kind of like opening up the emotional facet of what it yeah. meant and it's like such a massive genre which is where it led to in the, the years following that yeah, for sure. like oh, even sure, you know like even like a little heavier than them but like even like slipknot which is like yeah. it's heavy shit but it's like it's still like there's like this this That's source the thing about slipknot though is like they're one of the heaviest bands that a lot of people know about you mm-hmm. know I'm, obviously there's like watane and shit that's right. just like too heavy, right? Right. And they mean it, right? <laughs> but like Slipknot, I think that's that's kind of what sold me on a lot of heavy music was bands like like the Deftones and like Slipknot and different kinds of heavy, but they they're so, like it's still melodic. Oh, one hundred percent. And their dude, songs. There's literally a dude beating on a fucking trash can <laughs> with a baseball bat. Yeah, but it's Wearing still a like yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would absolutely terrify me if I saw it anywhere but that stage. Totally. And it's it's interesting because a lot of those bands that broke through in that facet, like they're still using song structure. Yeah. They're still using parts there's the song has the song has four or five parts the parts happen over and over again it's still a pop song it's presented in a completely different way but they understood what it meant they're like okay this first part happens then there's another part then maybe we go back to the first part then back to the other part like yeah it's just like kind of a simple structure song yeah and you can follow it so it just like opens up i think that's what like a lot of people in those like sub genres of music don't understand it's like if you like, you're not like selling out by doing something, or it's not a yeah. gimmick. They're just making music and trying to find, good. yeah, and they're trying to find to a different way to reach yeah. people. So sure. if your no goal, slip. do you listen? Have you ever heard Slipknot? Be honest. <laughs> no, I'm be honest because we're gonna take a break and listen. He to like some pulls music. up his shirt. There's just a Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've seen it's just their like, logo. Finger into my eyes. <laughs> I've seen the logo. <laughs> yeah. We'll listen to one right, right now. Let's but, yeah, right, let's yeah. take a break. We're okay. gonna listen to some Deftones and some Slipknot. If you're following along on the playlist, now's your time. Okay. <laughs> yes. Boom. Yeah, so we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. All right, listen. Fabian's mind has been expanded. Yeah, I to mean. Deft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and listen, I got nothing against them. They make good music. I just, you know, it's just, it's, this is new to me. Which is, and you know what? This is a very interesting podcast because... Usually it's the other way around because I'm bringing yeah. a lot of like different things, and then Jordan's kind of like, you know, oh okay, you know, know. so that's how I'm feeling <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, so I'm a little yeah. uncomfortable if I'm honest. No, know? dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I feel like there is like, I, and it's not an excuse for the music because 
I love the music. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think you and I connect to it kind of mm-hmm. the same way. But there is something about seeing it live mm. that is like, if you went to like the cool thing about seeing the Deftones live is it's this loud, crazy music going on, and there's like lights and fog and like you know, like the whole vibe is there. Mm-hmm. But then there's the singer like chilling in the middle, just like. In his own world, it's it's almost like yeah, the it's music like he doesn't like give a sheltering fuck. him. Or, like mm. yeah, it's weird. Just, it's just like an opposite. It's like yeah. the it's like the answer to like someone being really interactive with the crowd. Yeah. he's just there. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. Here's a song, <laughs> which is almost more interactive for that kind of music. Right, everybody just wants him to, and everybody's having their own time connecting with it. Yeah, right. Everybody's huh. doing the same thing. But I hear what you say about like it's so like the lyrical content. Is so unexpected to what's going on musically. You know right. what I mean? You're just like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, you'll see, you, you know, you, that's where you you'll see like people like closing their eyes and just like kind of. Yeah, it's out. almost like trancey, like almost like grunge people, like yeah. back in the day in the '90s, where people would be like, yeah, man, like bobbing their head, like yeah. eyes closed. It's like that kind of feel mm. almost, which yeah. is interesting. We're which one is, of those bands that like every hardcore fan has one of their has a tattoo of something from. Mm. Their yeah, <laughs> they know? have like that. This album called White Pony, and everyone ha- it's like yeah. this horse on the front. Everyone has a bunch of people have that. If you're thing. a real fan, you got that. <laughs> yeah, all right, exactly. All right, yeah. all right, I got Thug Life. <laughs> on my toe knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought about getting Thug Life on my toe knuckles. Hey, dude, that's are real. they called toe knuckles? I don't know. Well, hey, tuckles. to him they are. <laughs> yeah. I think they call them tuckles. Yeah, the <laughs> oh depends on where you're from. Dude, I just got this tuckle tattoo. <laughs> I should get like toe life on my on my tuckles <laughs> on my tuckles. toe life. And you know what? No. I know. Yeah. You will, you will too. That's the I best know. part about it. I'll think, let's go right. Like now. you think this is a joke? This is not a joke. He will have that tattoo shortly. <laughs> yeah, and mom's gonna love it. Yeah, my dad will hate it. My mom will love it. And I'll, I'll, uh, my dad will think I'm an idiot for calling it a tuckle. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be more concerned about the fact that I. Now, Jordan. Yeah. What the fuck? You, what the goddamn hell is a fucking tuckle? <laughs> Did not raise yeah. you better than this. Yeah. People think my dad doesn't curse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah, man. No, listen. The fucking hell is a goddamn tuckle. His father is, dude. He's a movie in her dreams. <laughs> I got, I got, I got. So I, I had just gotten my license and got my car. And he was uh, 22 at the time. Yes. <laughs> so I'm pulling out of high school and I like, I gun it around the corner. So I kind of fishtail mm-hmm. and then I get to this one stoplight. And as soon as you make that turn, I, I just fucking floored it. Hammered it. You're out of there. Yeah. Hold and on, we need a better picture. What are you driving? <laughs> a Nissan 350Z. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Right. Windows down. Okay. T-tops or no T-top model? Or oh, Target, whatever they call that thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is nah. the first one. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. And uh, I had a body kit. Nice. Blasting the Deftones. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Feeling emotional. <laughs> yeah. Eyes are closed but, while driving. But still wanting to speak. <laughs> right, 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 right. And some kid's mom like looked my parents up in the directory and called. Oh, and wow. reported you. And, and, and to my dad. Oh, like, man. Complained. I just don't know why he needs to drive that fast. I was terrified for my life. Wow. So my dad calls me 
And this is like so me in high school. I was at the X Games when he called me. <laughs> like, Dad, I'm totally rocking out <laughs> snowboarding. I got a full on tank top right now, deep V. Yeah. It's got the Volcom stone and everything. <laughs> and he goes, Yes. I want to say one thing. If I ever hear about you driving unsafe one more fucking time, I'll take that car back to the fucking dealership so fast okay. it'll make your goddamn head spin. <laughs> What'd you say, Dad? They don't take returns. No, I said. <laughs> no, I said. I said. Sorry. Whose mom was it? <laughs> he goes. I'm not gonna tell you that. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> man! All right, so listen, I get it, man. That's dope. That's dope. So that yeah. opened up your eyes as a as an artist and a writer. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just to like, oh, kind now of... you call him an artist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, all right. Just listen, let me let me clear the air on this because it's gonna bother me if I don't listen. I know he's an artist. I even started my statement with that. But I, but to me, I'm more I'm more excited to hear about what inspires no, what, ins, what inspires somebody to write songs for other people. That's that's all I meant. Like, you sure. know what I'm saying? Jordan's gonna just roast me. I'm not saying I, shit. No, man. I know. But, but I just want you to know, I respect you as an artist. I'm saying it's more what I was excited about to hear what inspires somebody to write uh-huh. a song for yeah. other artists. Yeah, man. Come on. What else you got for yeah, us, man? I, I think this is the most excited I've been to talk about. Ooh, a song. Amazing. Really. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay. okay. What do you got? Blink-182 yeah. Anthem Part 2. You're damn right. Part 2. So, all right. So Blink-182 was like the first band I was like psychotic about mm-hmm. as a teenager. Same. It's like the reason I started playing guitar. Same. The I, reason my I, first guitar was Tom DeLonge Strat. Really? The Tom DeLonge <laughs> yeah. Strat with the, the one Seymour Duncan the Invader. The $400 version though, not uh, the like, Not the $3,000. Nice yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about, but anyway. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I started playing guitar it was all about Blink-182 mm-hmm. because it was the only band that had like really popped through and you could like play all the riffs like as okay, a teenager. Yeah. It wasn't difficult stuff. Uh-huh. It was very basic stuff. It was so loud too, <laughs> and right? You, it was so very loud. loud. If you, <laughs> it was loud. Yes. Yes. If you practiced for like a week, you could uh-huh. play them better than Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was honestly an eye-opening part of the band because it, for me, it was an example of seeing like, okay, this band is super successful. Mm-hmm. They're, they have completely like Blown up this this subgenre of mm-hmm. punk into this pop punk genre, and pop you, punk that's a good way. Yeah, pop so punk, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you didn't have to be that good to play it, but they were so they were playing stadiums. You know, they were playing arenas. They were doing this Selling whole thing them out like yeah, in a major way. Yeah. Insane. So I was like, all right, so. I don't have to be that good at guitar to make something happen mm-hmm. here. So it was like a super yeah. inspirational you thing. Be, you just have to be good at making people want to hear it. Right. That, that, I, that's how I explain yeah, it. Yeah, if you're not that good at playing the guitar, you got to be great. At what you do at, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. At, like, at that. And then, no, and also the the the... You know, connecting the people to it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. With the right. song. So yeah. the, the significance of this song, it's the first song on this album after... Their album Enema of the State, which Say was the, the one name they of the album. And oh, this this album's called Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I didn't say it. So, 
<laughs> so their album prior, Enema of the State, had their breakout hits, mm-hmm. all the small things, yeah. What's My Age Again, and the Adam song. Monster. So yeah. huge hits and produced by this producer, Jerry Finn, who, mm-hmm. who's Legend. passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first song on this on this next album is Anthem Part 2. And like it comes on, it's just like the perfect opening song, especially the, the last album ended with a song called Anthem. Okay. So, you know, and this was like at the time where I was like awaiting their next album. I was like outside of the Sam Goody oh, or whatever. Right. You and, needed it. You needed yeah. it, man. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and how old are we? We're talking. I, I was probably like, this was 2001. Yeah. So I was like 15, 14. Okay. So you're high like school, that? like early yeah. high school, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like a, a freshman or a okay. sophomore, All I guess. Right. And, um, I was just like so looking forward to what this was going to be and I put it on and still to this day like there was pop punk bands around and some of them worked with some of the similar producers I don't think there was a better pop punk sonically sounding record than that no. one. Oh no it's it was perfect. and I like I've done I've just like gone on Google and I've looked in like magazines just trying to figure out how they did this, right. like how they pulled this off at a time. Because Enema of the State, I couldn't believe how good it sounded. Yeah. Like, especially their their album before Dude Ranch, which had that song "Damn It," had some other ones. You know, it sounded like a little rough around the edges. The, yeah. You know, you could hear the vocals in and yeah. out of tune, stuff like that. It was that. more punk vibe than exactly. Pop punk vibe. And then the next one came out, and I was like, "Oh my god, how the fuck are they singing? Sorry, how the, how are they singing so no, well? Gotta, <laughs> no, how the yeah. fuck are they singing so <laughs> well? All right, like how how is it so in pitch? And then I like yeah. discovered like, oh, they're using the auto tune hardware rack. And then I was like, because that was happening at the time. This it was is, just yeah, this come is, out. Yeah, this is what this is the new the this new is what's wave. going on. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how are the guitars so in line? You know, and like the pro tools and like lining them yeah. up and I was like I've seen live videos of this band I've seen them live it's it does no not sound this like good yeah. I don't get it so Anthem Part 2 comes on it has this epic long intro and the song is kind of this like teen rebellion concept yeah. you know and I remember looking it up and I just could not fathom how it sounded so good mm-hmm. like and so I, I read this article and apparently well, I don't know well, if this is true you, hold on, before you go you're, yeah. you're into music but you don't understand the technicals of it yet, right? Not really. I knew I'm he talking played about like guitar. the studio end of it. Oh, I'm right. talking about like you don't when you're talking about sound. Yeah, are I you just, familiar with the process or not? Or not yet? A little bit. I'd like okay. record local demos okay. of the band. All right, but like, you don't. But you don't know like what real mixing and all that. No. So you're not into that deep. So when you're hearing it, you're like, what? I'm is like, happening? what the? F- yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. like, this sounds better than the other bands right, even right. that I listened to. And right. I was like, what is going on right, with this right. thing? Like, what yeah. did they do? So at like probably over the next year or two, I started getting into recording and like kind of figuring out what's going on. And this probably wasn't until I was in college, but I remember like diving deep because I would, no matter how much, because it was the genre that started me into mm-hmm. music. So I was, I just dove in and I was like, how the fuck did Jerry Finn do this shit? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking yeah. 2000, like 1999, 2000, 2001 with guys that weren't that good minus, I mean, Travis Barker is obviously amazing. Animal, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but these other dudes, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. So apparently- Mark got good. He but did. he wasn't good yet. I mean, they were they were fine, but it was like whatever. They were fine. They weren't like, oh my god, Holy yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. They, they did were their re- thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so I I looked up, and apparently Travis Barker on this record recorded each drum in isolation. So he would like they would put the snare out and mic the snare, and then put like towels where the other drums oh, were. Wow. Are you so serious? He, so he would play the song, and it would only be recording the snare. That's then they would amazing. do the kick, then they do the toms, then do the cymbal. So he would do like five or six passes of one of each thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's good enough where the timing lines up. Right, yeah. But it's it's so weird because 
one of like the things I've always wanted to do, especially after like writing and producing at like at least a professional level. Mm-hmm. Jerry Finn, who passed away, I think t- ten years ago. Uh-huh, yeah, I've always wanted to just like have a ten minute conversation and be sure, like, dude. "Dude, how did you do this?" At He's this your time? Michael Jordan. He's your. Yeah, how yeah, did yeah, you yeah. do it at that time with the equipment he had? Right. With I think the, it was a, just a lot of time. It had to yeah, have been. Had dude. To have, well, no, budgets were different. Mm-hmm. They yeah. allowed the time for that. And not then one auto tune glitch. Right. Not no. one. Zip up, not well, one, imagine, and then like, we saw the guy not, called Tom Lord Algae. That was <laughs> yeah. there Just well. that other yeah. guy who imagine had something though, to like, do with it. Imagine but, lining up all the vocals and guitars in like the first, like stacks in the early the, version, and all palm muting. Yeah, and obviously Tom Lord Algae. and Pro Tools is kind of just starting. It's like like what like what plugins? They didn't have like plugins. This was tape. Yeah, but like they didn't have plugins. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was so basic. It was so basic there. Yeah. Wow, that's mind blowing when you think yeah. about it. Yeah, man. So I still it was still confusing from, from Jerry Finn. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's unbelievable. Like how like the wall of sound he created. I just can't. I don't. I yeah. I just I've studied and studied yeah. and listened and listened. I don't get it. It's three pieces. I, like what's yeah. going on? <laughs> right, 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 right. Like what's well, even like it's even like uh, like even on all the small things like he would do that. Like high octave drone, like yeah, like the, and the synth, the guitar going, yeah, thing, mashing like just in the chorus, and like once you know about it, you like hear, it. and it's not like he invented that, no, but he invented it in a pop punk band, right? Yeah, like nobody was doing and that. Like, nobody well, was a making keyboard those player. Bands. What the yeah. fuck? So, and same with like the song Dumpweed, the first song Enema of the State, yeah. which is like the iconic intro. At the end, with that high guitar part, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, that thing, I was like, that's. An E and B string on a guitar, like why does it sound like? Like, and I understand he probably overdubbed it a lot, but there's like, (laughs) yeah, but like at what, like what, in what mix? Because eventually, like it just gets, it turns into a wall of nothing. You know, it's just like all the sound. So I'm like, I've just always wondered how, like how and what, and I'll never, unfortunately, I'll never know. know. I mean, we, we, it's a safe assumption the time was taken, right? Yeah. Things weren't right. It was a different time in music and the world. So yeah. there was patience and like, you know, there was more commitment and time dedicated to it. So I just feel like that must have taken some of it. Oh, you're talking about, sure. about right? months sure. and months. Yeah, you know, you're talking sure. about weeks on a song. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. So. Weeks on a guitar part. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I have to say yeah. too, you mentioned, you mentioned Dumbweed and you mentioned Anthem Part 2. Like, I've said this before and I'm going to fucking say it again. Frigging. Blink-182 are the emperors of first songs the intro on track, album. Dude. It's, every one of them is so <laughs> fucking good. It's insane. So there's this um, this one video I found on YouTube of Tom DeLong talking about the riffs and yeah. the songs and how he like when he made Damn It, he was like when it started to catch on, he was like, okay, if I do like the riff and then the verse and the chorus and then the riff comes back, then the verse and the chorus, then the riff, then the, another chorus. Yeah. He's like, holy shit, that's a song. I can write a song now. So he talks about Dumpweed. He says, I had two riffs. I had and And I was like, I started playing the first riff and I was like, all right, well, what if I just do the second riff after that? Yeah. And he's like, and then it just became our like intro song for every set we ever played. It's so good. It's, it's, it's insane, but it's I just think like, it's hard to find a band that if you if you just listen to the first song of every one of their albums mm-hmm. and you just like put them together, you'll just like keep getting excited it's insane. again and again and again. And it's again really again. insane. Even like the out like like feeling this. Yeah. Oh, was, it's so was iconic. Like, like it just starts with this 
not flange drum guitar riff and then, with this like yeah with you know it's Travis yeah. as he starts yeah, well, yeah. And, it's, and then it's just like you're immediately hyped like regardless of who, if you know who it is like mm-hmm. you're like hey I want to play you an album real quick yeah yeah it's so iconic it's so good yeah but I think it was just like. I mean, listening now, who knows? I think it's just what it meant at the time. Like mm-hmm. something yeah. you're really into and like truly being excited for something and hearing yeah. it and being like, oh shit, yeah. this yeah. is awesome. Like, and, and one thing we're big on here is like that we talk about a lot is like it take, every time you hear it, it brings you back to that moment. Of course, when it's you're like, like what oh, it meant. Yeah. yeah. It's what it you're meant. You're like, shit, man. I'm, I've, shoot, man. Um, <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in high school again. You know what I mean? Every exactly. time you hear it, like you remember yourself yeah. as a kid. Got pimples on your face, and you're like, "Man, oh, dude, I, I remember." You know what I'm saying? Like, it I remember me there. waiting in line for "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." I wanted to get all three versions because yeah. all three had different bonus tracks. Oh yeah, so they did. Tracks. They did a genius marketing plan with this. So yeah. with this album, there was one that was maroon, one that was green, and one that was yellow. One that had the plane for takeoff, one that had pants and one that had a jacket and each one had a different bonus track. Oh. So you had to buy all three. Yeah. It was before you could steal the music. Yeah. yeah, so you would have to like go and like, I think you could, there was no way of knowing. And everybody no. bought yeah. it. So you would have to like buy multiple ones. I think I got the yellow one twice yeah, and I was same. like, shit, I need to yeah. get like the green one. And then you would like trade it with your friends to yeah. get the bonus tracks and you wouldn't know which one. It was actually a genius marketing yeah. thing. Yeah. But and they were stupid really songs. Like, it really <laughs> there is. There was one called Blowjob uh-huh. and it was like, it is just a you would, would be, you'd be nice. like oh my god I got the bonus track that I didn't have and you I got the blowjob it would be nice to have a blowjob it would be but they nice. had I would like the to side note two, say that I do not approve of Jordan's speaking of <laughs> the other two were they had a couple bangers on the thing yeah, they had that, that one bonus song. joints that yeah. the, oh all right they had the one now one of them. Or was that later? Um, I think that was later. They had What Went Wrong. Oh, yeah. Which is narrow, narrow, narrow. You fucked up my life. Another yeah. profanity. But, and then they had that one. And then they had the one that was like, um, it was on the green one, the really good one. It was a fast, fast one. Damn it. I can't think of it right Dude, now. I, so I saw I feel them. Dumb. They were. I tell the story uh, our live show sometimes at my live show sometimes <laughs> um, <laughs> the, they were the first concert I went to like by myself and it was for the take off your pants and jacket tour and they had the big flaming fuck sign in the back oh, yeah. yeah and uh, Fudge. it was they had that happy holidays you bastard song oh yeah and he played it three times in a row it was amazing like wow he, go, he played it and then it's like one of the most vulgar songs they had yeah and uh, <laughs> one of so they played it, and then he goes, uh, let's play it a little bit slower. And they played it a little bit slower, and then halfway through, he's like, nah, faster, faster. And they played it like double speed. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, he goes, whew, all right, that was tough. Let's play it one more time, but with the lights off. And they turned all the lights off oh, in, the, wow. in the arena Sick. and then played it again. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was like, that was, they were one of the best live. They, I mean, I don't want to talk about it in the past tense, but it's just not the same. One of the best that you've seen. It's definitely yeah. different now. Yeah. I mean, you, you it's can't still great. You can't repl- I mean, like the the chemistry between Travis Mark and Tom yeah. is different from the chemistry between tra- Travis Mark and Matt. Yeah. We, I mean, well, yeah, it's still I mean, good, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, it how has could to it? be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but you know, either way, you you say how you will, but it's different. It's regardless, it has thing. to yeah, be. Yeah, There's yeah. no way. Right. So, but I think they do have their own sound. I personally. Uh, 
like I obviously prefer the other stuff because that's yeah. what I like, you know, yeah. what you grow up on. But For like, sure. it definitely just is a different dynamic and yeah. it's a different style. And it's I just, like, like, whatever. I kind of wish it was called something else. You As know? do I. One eighty three. Yeah, at least <laughs> even, that. even if they no, did, no, no, go, look, no. The original's the one. Let's do one eighty one. No, but seriously, if they did that, if they would have just called it Blink one eighty three, I think everybody would have like everybody would have been in just as much. Yeah. But oh, hundred percent. But it would have been like a funny joke, right? Like, yeah, which fits them, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It would or at least been. called the album Blink One Eighty Three. Right. Listen, if it does, if it does happen, if it does happen, that you're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fabian, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should we listen to the song? You damn Let's right. Do it. Check it out. We're go, we're, I just want to warn you though, like the playlist is now going to go like six songs because we're going to go down a Blink-182 hole <laughs> All right, that's totally that I cool. can't undo. All right, we're going to go to the playlist, guys. <laughs> Should follow along or go to our website. Check it out. For those of you that can't tell, we just went like a... I'm going to call... Oh, sorry. Real nice. I just Real nice, dog. dude. You come onto my property and you kick my dog. <laughs> you all remember that? Yeah. That was incredible. What I was saying was, for those of you that can't tell, we listened to half of the uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket album just now. And it's jacket J A C K E T. Yes. yes, not an I T. Yeah, but it's implied. Yeah, it is okay. implied. Yeah, <laughs> it's merely a symbolic spelling. Mm. Yes, good to know. Good to know. No, all right. So I'm hearing it. I'm here. It does sound huge. Yeah, like it sounds right? that especially whole, for the time you're thinking yeah. about, um, like 18 years ago. Yeah, dude. The tech that was around. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, yeah, dude. It was. It was big. pretty groundbreaking for yeah. that style, at for least. Sure. Yeah, and they I, brought like. They brought like they brought the arena to pop punk. Yeah, I mean you know they were mean? playing like yeah they were playing like amphitheaters and arenas. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's pretty insane. They had it going yeah. on. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, twenty five thousand thirty people a show. Yeah. You know, I just saw like the pop disaster tour. That, yeah, that shit was amazing. Did you see the one with the green? It was Green Day and Saves yeah. the Day. No, I saw Green Day and uh, Jimmy Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. yeah. Damn, I wish I went to that one. I went to Saves so the Day and people were throwing stuff at them. Really? Yeah, because everyone's like, "What is Jimmy World?" Yeah, exactly. Dude, that was. Yeah, that was the whole probably, still probably the best concert memory I have. Mm. Like, not the best concert I've seen, but the best concert memory I have. Yeah. I was like going to that. I went and bought Volcom shorts and an Attica shirt just <laughs> just to fit in. Not just to fit in because like, I wanted I the it, Volcom but that shorts. was like my reason for going to get it. it was you had like, to go to Pac Sun, oh, which yeah. at the time was called Pacific Sunwear. Yeah, if anyone remembers. Exactly. <laughs> Same exact store. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, oh, I need Dickie's pants now. And like everyone's parents were like, what? What? Why these pants? You're like, <laughs> I have to get them. They're like khakis. They don't fit. <laughs> yeah. They're like khakis. They're like, you know, the shorts go down to like your ankles. Yeah, exactly. And then you had to get uh, Macbeth shoes. Yeah. Once, yeah. Once, once they yeah. made those. Or audios. Yeah. Yeah, like oh my God. Skating. And you had to skate. I couldn't skate. Oh God. I, no. It was, dude, skating is hard. Like, I feel like you either pick it up or you don't. Dude, like, some just, people are so good. Yeah, I just didn't get it. I, like, like, landing kickflips, landing 360 flips. I wished I could. And I tried. Like, I <laughs> fell. It wasn't about not falling. Like, I fell. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I couldn't ollie. It is a tough one, man. What do you, what do you know about skateboarding? Yeah, you kick it with the thing. Yeah. You go around the thing. <laughs> yeah. Skateboard with the thing and Obviously, the, uh, yeah. you know, you go on the thing. Yeah, four the, wheels, some of them got a thing. Yeah, and you kick it. Yeah, and it goes, a, and there's tape. There's a flame. There's with a, grip tape. There's a flame with a face on it. All of that. Yeah. All of that. So anyway, <laughs> back to the scheduled program here. Yes. Song number three. No, man. Before we go there, oh, I had before. one more question for you, man. 
So these songs, all right, you're you're younger at this time, right? But you're yeah. you're starting your artistic journey, right? Yes. Obviously, because that's been your whole life. Yes. All right. So the first song that we spoke about showed you about chords and stepping out of the. Well, are we in time order here? No, obviously, no, uh, no right? kind of. Okay, close, right. pretty so close. It showed you about your chord progressions and things like that, and what's allowed and what's not allowed, and it doesn't matter what's allowed. That that taught you that. Correct. This taught you about. The same type of song. What I'm hearing here is like a, a like the, you know, the, the common theme is you as an artist and a writer. These songs showed you, fuck your rules. Yeah, I'm doing what feels good, what I want to do. I don't care. Exactly. Okay. It's a little. It's a. It's a bit of like, you know, kind of not as as much as you have to be objective about mm-hmm. things. Kind of not listening, and it's like, well, maybe like maybe this is right. Right. Like maybe this is okay, okay. to do, and what's rather, right, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than like, oh, you can't do that because right. this. And right. It's like kind of the, both these things where it's like, why not do that? Mm-hmm. That worked, right? You know, and instead of like, if you do this, it has to be this way. Like, if you're in a band, you have to play like this. You have right. to play this kind of music, or you have to play this kind of song. Um, and it's just like, or not, or like, yeah. you have to get really good at guitar to play guitar in right. a band. It's like, or you don't, or you, right. or you just write good songs right. on the guitar right. with what you know. Right, a good song is a good song. Period. Right, but it's all it's it's kind of based around you know like the songs. Right, you know. Yeah. So if you if you you're not so good at this, but it's a great song. Right. Who cares about this? Right. Okay. All right. I dig it, man. All yeah. right. What else you bring for us, man? All right. So this last song I picked. Um, so I didn't discover this song until twenty. 12, I think, but it came out in 2004. So it's Muse Falling Away with mm. You. So um, I, had knew, I had known about Muse and it was fine. And, you know, like I was like, they're dope. Like I get they're like cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's this. And I knew their live show was sick. So a buddy of mine was like, yo, I have tickets to go see Muse at Staples Center. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure, like whatever. So I went and I was like, oh my fucking God. Right. Like I knew they were sick, yeah. but this dude, Matt Bellamy, the singer, oh, he's holy real. crap, dude. Right. This guy's, he's a, a, a virtuoso right. of yeah, like yeah. music. Like a, like an amazing front man can shred on guitar. An amazing vocalist can shred on piano. Like mm-hmm. I really had no idea. The chaos pad on the guitar. Yeah, like doing a really <laughs> groundbreaking. He's the opposite, so, he's the total opposite dude, of like, mediocrity. He basically, yeah, yeah, like the opposite. He yeah. like invented a guitar basically. Uh-huh. Like as close as you can come to inventing a new instrument. He did He that. put like a chaos pad is like, it's like a the touch MIDI controlled sensitive. touch yeah. And yeah. Like on the can, guitars that we hit. Yeah, you can like make it, you can make it anything you want. So you can make it like a filter. So like when you touch the corner, it goes, mm-hmm. right, you know, yeah. and, but, or you can make it just like a, a crazy wiggle stick, right? Like whatever you and want he's, it to and be. And he's controlling, he this is live. This he is what one, he, he put one in his guitar. Uh, in the body. Crazy. So, um, I saw, I saw the concert and obviously they're known for their live show. Mm-hmm. So they, I mean, just super inventive, like moving like screens. I think we were like, at the same I think we yeah, like the they room. had this one part where they like they're like, "What song should we play next?" And like the whole stage turned into a roulette table, and there's like a vi- like a holographic video uh, yeah. ball rolling around the table, and if it like landed in red, it was going to be one song, or landed in black, mm-hmm. and like the screens come down in a pyramid over them, and you can't see the band, and then it like lands in the thing, and it was like, "Oh, they're playing this song." They start playing it, and the screens rise up, and the band comes back Whoa, out. Like yeah. it's the kind it of was thing too. Like even though I know better, I still believe that it was random. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might, have it been. might have been. It might have been at that hey, there's time. There's a 50-50 chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, I was like, 
so after seeing that, I was like, this guy, it's not just like some band. This guy is like brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, holy, I had no this idea. Is deep. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, deep. Yeah. I had no idea. So I was coming back from the show and my buddy was like, dude, like there's this one song on this album you have to hear. And um, he played it for me. It's a song Falling Away With You. And I listened to it and I was like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I just didn't. I didn't like want to believe it was Muse or uh-huh. something. Like I was just like, I know they're they're singles, yeah, right. but it was like it's this beautiful, like almost like Beatles esque melodic yeah. guitar thing, and it's like this co- contrasting movement, and it starts with like the most heartfelt like lyric and guitar melody, and then like as the song shifts, it gets into like this rock out part that's like really like dissonant and weird. Mm -hmm. Then it goes back to the pretty thing and then it gets dissonant again and then it ends pretty. Okay. And you know, I was like like a a symphony. Like he, like he, he like wrote it Right to have a yeah it has like a journey the more, musical more than a story the musical movement like aligns with the the melody and the lyrics mm, yeah. so it's like it's kind of it's like about the end of like this relationship but you're like grabbing onto what's left even though you know it's like it's, it's leaving it's gone so it's like falling away with you it's like I'm still holding on to you mm-hmm. but we're not even like we're not yeah. together anymore right. and this is like all I have left are these memories Ooh. and how they went to shit. Right. But like that's all I have left of you. But so I'm holding on to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. So, um, but like I just couldn't believe because like when it comes in, it almost sounds like the Beatles yesterday or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like just the mel- I just had no idea he was capable of something mm-hmm. like that. And like I started to get into him after that, and the song always stuck with me. And I've tried to rip it off a dozen times, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it just turns out like a shitty version of it. So <laughs> he I never really does do. like he. You hear some of his songs, and you see some of the performances, and you go like. At least my reaction a lot of times before I really got into them was like, oh, they just like, it's an award show performance. Or right. like, that's a, you know, like it's, it's, it's a one off. It's, yeah. like, it's just a thing. And like, you're like, it, no, that's, that's their, their thing. vibe. You see that's- the concert and it, you like, He'll like change things live that mm-hmm. you're just like, holy shit! The you dude, really, you really it, did it's this. All, it's unbelievable, really, because like you know, you go see him, you're like, all right, it's Muse, cool, and he's like. First, he starts singing, and he's like has this humongous rock voice, which mm-hmm. he doesn't show off on the records all the time. But it's yeah. like it's a it's a really good example of just because you can do it doesn't mean you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's going to do what's good for the song. Yeah. But like live, he's singing. You're like, wow, he sounds really good. And then he gets up on the thing, and he's shredding on guitar, and you're like, okay, he's really good at guitar. And then he's right. on the piano, like like going nuts. You're, you're like, like, what the? <laughs> who is this guy? His yeah. dick's gotta be huge. <laughs> <laughs> And I, mean, I also like his I like his disposition too because I've like watched some interviews with him and he's like a little introverted as well. Yeah. So he's like on stage, he's like this rock god, and then like in real life, he's just like a regular guy. Mm-hmm. I feel which like, is like awesome. A, I feel like that's a pretty common thing. It's cool. I like when that happens. They're not like yeah. egotistical mm-hmm. psychos. I, it's, you know? it's like when you. It's like the. Uh, I, I guess it's a saying. I, I don't know. It's it's something that. It's a conversation I've had multiple times with people, which is like. The more famous or the more important somebody is, mm-hmm. the nicer they are. Oh, okay, the, yeah. the bigger. Uh, what yeah. I was just talking about this the other day with someone. The more successful and the longer successful career they've had, mm-hmm. the more regular, nice, respectful yeah. person they I are. I could say that about listen, Pharrell Williams, nicest guy on yeah. earth, and yeah, who's like you know what I'm saying. So I'm a te- yeah, I yeah, can but say like that. the but like like point five Pharrell, like yeah. the guy that's halfway there, yeah. is probably a dick. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that Pharrell oh, no, was. No, that's, so so true. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I will say this: Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those dudes like the chillest. Yeah, really? like you wouldn't even know they played in Lincoln Park if and you didn't they know. Every right 
not to be. You know exactly. what I'm saying? They, 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 they're like the yeah. biggest rock band in the world right. for years and, and years yeah. and years. They could just be douches if they and wanted we'd to. still but. love them if they yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, still listen to the music. But the only way I feel like to have longevity in a successful career, because because you're not always going to have your pinnacle of success. Yeah, of course. You're going to be in the shitter sometimes. So when you're in the shitter and you're not successful, the only thing you really have is... Uh, you he's a nice guy. A, yeah, he's a cool exactly. guy. He's a or, you cool know, he guy. Me down a couple That's times all you have. Yeah. So I've want, seen it so many times. You know? the other, yeah. Uh, like, like, and you'll meet, you'll, you'll meet like the new guy, mm-hmm. you know, and you can tell which ones will last based on how they, oh, how they were towards you before they knew if you were worth knowing. Dude, I see it all the time, yeah. it, and it's disgusting. I, w- I won't it say who, it, I won't say who it was, but. There Drop the a, name. Drop the name. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a band here recently. At, they came to the house. Two of them came here and they walked in and like we toured together. So like they were nice to me and, um, you know, to everybody on the tour for the most part. But they got here and Fabian was here and they hadn't met him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kind of came up naturally in conversation that he's a big deal and his world and what he does and you know meeting Fabian you he never talks about what he does and I'm so I don't think he's got, I'm he's got about five it. Grammys like <laughs> <laughs> like right is it five whatever Eddie moving on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like like you know he's as successful as you can get in that in in what he does and it kind of came up naturally in conversation you know almost, probably almost as a joke and they waited an hour and asked our mutual friend, hey, is he really that big of a deal? <laughs> and then they walked in the room and were like, hey, man, so... And Dude, tried I to was like, literally uh, talking to them and started a conversation. Like, hey, what's up? And it's like... That Once they found out you had would, yeah. a purpose to them or value to them. And then, 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 yeah, so then it was not, full on like, what's up, bro? And I'm just yeah. like, dude, I'm out. You know? <laughs> and, it's the, and it's that wow. kind of like, it's that kind of mentality it where it's like, why would you just not walk into a room and be nice to everybody that's in there regardless of who they are or what they do? You know? Period. It's 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 all stems from like a weird insecurity thing. Yeah. You know what? Have. You're right, man. You're right. It is. And it's like but I it's, mean, the, it, like what you said before, like a very good analogy is like what you said, like 0.5 Pharrell is probably an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pharrell is a sweet guy. Right. It's like the the people that the only way you can have longevity yeah. and persistence and continue to succeed after you fail and then succeed again yeah. is is if you are willing to just be a, a cool person, exactly. Like, or, or at least like, yeah, personal. Or just happy. Business. Just like you, just be happy. You yeah. should be, you should be your, like David. Be Foster, genuine. Be David genuine. Foster gave me the best advice, which was, you've made you've made a, a career so far, doing what you love, mm-hmm. which is playing music and making people happy. Mm-hmm. The money will come, the fame will come, if you keep doing that. If you if start chasing that, yeah. the other two things, <laughs> all four yeah. of them will fall away. Yeah, dude. Like none of it will last. None of it will be fun. None of it will be happy for anybody else. You may think it is for a little bit, mm-hmm. but it'll all fall away. If you just keep being nice, keep having fun. And keep pushing. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. doing it for music and keep doing it to make people happy. Right. You can't lose. All of the extra shit will come. Yeah. And you still won't care because you're so happy that you won't notice, right? Because the music business you know? is cycles; it's ups and downs, yeah. no matter who you are. Yeah, I don't care. You you're know not going to. You're not hot forever. Yeah. Man. No, dude. No, because and, things change. Things change constantly. Forever. And back to Matt Bellamy. Watch me bring this back around. Mm, nice. It's <laughs> like part of like he's such a grand figure in the context of his music and his songs mm-hmm. that like 
for him to stay humble and stay shy and 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 curious about what he's doing himself is going to keep him creating in the same way that he did when he didn't know if it was going to be successful. Right, of course. You know, it's just like, it's not an insecurity. It's just it's just it's just like it's introspection. It's like it's just going like, "Hey man, I, I hope I hope that I make myself proud with this. Right. If you guys like it, like that's cool. Right. right. But if not, here's it's my still music. muse. Yeah. Here's, here's my exactly. music. And then it's, it's still yeah. what he does. Yeah, man. There's I something guess. to be said about like those type of people that do have that kind of like long term career with continuously being creative and continuously being yeah. successful. Because once once you get to a certain point, those people have nothing to prove anymore. Right. Yeah. They've proved everything they needed to prove. Mm-hmm. Over and time and again. again yeah. And again, so they're yeah. like, what, like, what's the point of like? I don't need to prove something to you. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Right. So that's why they're chill. Yeah, you know, right. that's when, why and they're when like you meet them, pulled back. It, it's that's that's. I feel like that's the first impression with a lot of people, mm-hmm. regardless of what they do and how famous they are. Or, you know, like you if if you meet just like your average Joe, like that pumps gas or picks up the trash, whatever, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or runs Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, right. It doesn't matter what they do. If you meet somebody, like that's your first impression is if somebody feels like they need to impress you, I feel like that's the that's that's sign number one. That's the push over the edge (laughs) if they're going to be a dick or not. Right? (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's very true. Because I feel like because most people in the real world that are assholes Mm -hmm. are are trying to pretend they're something they're not. Yeah, and they've been that way. Yeah, it's like name droppy or like or the like that guy that one ups your story. Of course, the cool guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Like, somebody says Pharrell, somebody else says David Foster. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying. But, but anyway, I digress. Continue. I digress. <laughs> Yo, listen. Let me just tell you something. This podcast, like, dude, I have so much fun doing this podcast, man. Like, yo, yeah. when we like we, it's it's amazing. It, like, this is a testament to what we were just talking about. Like, to do something with your best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. like you, like we we get to hang out. Like, so it's like amazing. Just like when we get to come across people like you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. To, to be able to do this, like artists, me and Jordan, yeah, like we artists, artists, <laughs> or, artists, or people that aren't artists, yeah, yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> like you, you know what I'm saying, like you. But um, no, but my but my point is, it's like you know, that's that's the beauty of doing this, and and I and I hope you know, talking about music and and other jobs or anything like that, people can have that same joy that we get to share here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. It, it's interesting. I'm gonna rat you out a little bit before we started, uh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Goldstems. <laughs> Tony, Tony Goldstems. Tony, good old Tony. <laughs> Goldenberg Stemstein. <laughs> no, but before we started, Andrew was like, hey, am I allowed to know what some of the other people's songs were? And I, I think that's like, I, I love that you asked that because we get to talk to people from such different, uh, from like just different paths. Yeah. And the common ground is, is, is music. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I, I genuinely get as curious as you are about Everybody that comes in, like, yeah, like, what does that guy like? Exactly. It winds up being, you know, it's going to be something sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not going like, to be some dog shit. War pigs. It's like, you're like, you what? Know, like, <laughs> like, what? He's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, but like, and you find that, but that's where that common ground comes where it's like, like, I think most people would assume that a Blink 182 fan wouldn't necessarily love Muse. Right. Or right. the Deftones. Right. It, like, but there is a, com- I mean, there's a commonality through the three of them, mm-hmm. but they, 
individually don't connect. And I think that I just, I think that's cool. All right, let me let me try to connect something. Thank you for that uh, transition. Watch this. Let me try to connect something now here that. Because I'm kind of, I've been the eye man out today. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, no. and, and this is a first. I mean, because, they're like three rock. Yeah, rock bands. yeah. And it's like, and not that, you know, I mean, I'm a fan of music. So I get it. Every time we listen to the song, I get it. But I'm a hip hop guy. I always have been. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I'm wondering, now that we got you here, and you too, Jordan, because <laughs> we're all here to, you know, we're in this together now. We're deep. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're an hour in at this point. You know what I'm saying? So I'm wondering, you and you. We're on, a, we're, on a, we're on a rock tangent today, but are there any hip-hop songs in your register that might have influenced you at one point or another? Definitely, oh, yeah. Man. Come on, give me one, man. Um, I got to hear it. Right off the I mean, listen, I'm putting you on the spot, and I don't care. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I got to know, man. Okay. I think... Um I don't know. I know it's like pretty generic, but 99 Problems uh-huh. is yeah. just like... Fuck yeah. Is just like... I also saw a video of like Rick Rubin with Jay Z. You in the chose studio. it because it's rock. I'm calling you out. But it's oh, fine. No, no, you can't no. say Rick Rubin with the. No, come on. Jay Z remixed fucking Lincoln Park. Bro. Yeah. yeah, I know he's Jay Z's as rock as anyone. All right, listen, continue. But, like, but I don't know. There's something. <laughs> I don't know. Seeing it's, no, it is magic. I'm not. I'm not taking away from it. I'm, I, I want right. to hear it. Come there on. Is, I mean, like I've I've always liked the song and, and whatever you know and. And what it means in the, in the soundscape, but there is something about this video of like Rick Rubin with Jay Z, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "Incredible okay. video." He's like, "Okay, so what if we start out? If you haven't girl problems off above, you sound like a kick, and then he does it, and Jay Z's like, "Yeah, it's uh-huh. like, oh my fucking right, god, right, right. that's what just happened, <laughs> right, yeah, right, that absolutely. thing just happened." And also, there's a, a I mean. To bring it to another video that yeah, I saw that was meaningful to me mm-hmm. is when Jay Z's with Timbaland mm-hmm. when they're doing uh, "Dirt Off Your Shoulders" yeah. and he plays him the beat. He's like, "That's dope." He plays him the beat. That's dope. And he hits it. He's like, "All right, let me go in the studio and do it, or let me go in the booth and do it." And he just like does it and just yeah, just and I, and then like when you listen to the song again, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and you realize like the brilliance of this guy uh-huh. and like how he was like willing to like break so many. Like genre rules and boundaries, right. and also yeah. with Lincoln Park because mm-hmm. I was a huge Lincoln Park fan. And then it's like you hear his version of Numb, and you're like, "Whoa!" Or Encore, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I was like, "This both. guy." It was Numb Encore. What? It was Numb. Slash yeah, yeah, encore. Right. yeah. All right, <laughs> you weren't off. You were good. You were yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So I was like, "This dude, like, he's just about making sick shit. Right. That's yeah. all he cares about. And when he hears something he likes, he doesn't care what it is, but he wants to." Connect with it and yeah. bring his his thing to it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that I don't know. That was meaningful of me coming from that world, and I'd be like, "Holy shit, Jay Z fucks with all this crazy <laughs> yeah, right. shit and kills it. Kills like, it. Not, not mediocre. Not like, one yeah. shitty line out of his mouth, man. Dude, yeah. One of my biggest regrets is I was I was driving down Sunset, and I drove by the Roxy, and it said Lincoln Park versus Jay Z, and I. I like stopped at a red light, like right in front of the marquee, and I looked at it, and I was like, mm, "It's probably just like two DJs yeah. like playing songs." Oh my god, it was that thing! It was <laughs> that thing, and I like I, I oh! like, no, like there was nobody in line yet. Like I could have pulled over and probably bought a ticket, right? Because it was a surprise; nobody right. knew what it was. Oh my god! And I'm like, "God damn it!" Yeah, you blew it. 
if I would have just, I, I had no, I wasn't like, I'm sure you could watch like, it somewhere online. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had nowhere to be yeah, either. Right. It's not like I was in a rush. I totally could have pulled over and just like walked over there and be like, Hey, what's this? Right. And yeah. the ticket lady probably would have been like something you want to buy. Right, right, right. You know, like, like sold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. You yeah. Can't imagine. Played yourself. Dude. Listen, I've, dang, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. This was a lot this of fun. This was fun. Man. Can we talk about one more thing real come, quick? Dude, come yeah. on. Weird Al. <laughs> yes. For okay. Sure. This dude started making, like, he's famous for his parodies, but yeah. I always wondered about this because uh-huh. I'm sure when he started with music, he's big into polka as well, yeah. which, like, whatever. Okay. He's like a polka master. Yeah. Apparently. So, hey, here, here's like, I I feel like it's an evidence of like going to where your doors are open. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm, I don't know if his beginning goal was probably to be like, I'm going to be the best at parodies. I'm sure he made one and everyone's like, dude, this is amazing. You should do this. this. Just do this. Right. I'm sure. How far along was that? Was it, was it after the, you know, the, the, out of the the, Michael Jackson stuff? Yeah, yeah, no. Or maybe, it was probably before that. No, what's the thing? What's the, the, the thing? Accordion. Yeah. The accordion. Was, oh, yeah. Was he, was he like a ripping accordion player? No, he like is. A middle, you know? No, he is. So, so was that his goal? You Probably. know what I'm saying? Like, maybe. And then he did a parody thing, and then, you know, somewhere along the way, he was like, I'm just going to do this shit and be yeah. the best at this. And he did. You know? He really did. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. We're going to get Weird Al on the podcast, and you got to come co-host. Oh, my God. I'm so down. Dude. Please. I would love to ask him a million questions, yeah. especially about what I think is his greatest work, which is white and nerdy. <laughs> because he raps bars. Yeah. Like, dude, he dude, has- dude, listen. It's a joke. But it's brilliant. I know. It is brilliant. Every one of them, though. But he that talks one about was D&D. He talks about, like, the things he's talking about are, like, so on point, and he matched... It's chameleonaire. Right. Yeah. He matched the flow identically. Like Which, each line is uh-huh. the same flow. I think people underestimate about him like how well he matches not just the melodies mm-hmm. of the songs that he parodies, but the cadence. Yeah. And the time. Oh, no, he goes in, yeah. And the way the words are separated. And the tracks yeah. and like the, the recording and it's everything. It, yeah. It really he is. does like, he really takes it to that level. He's not like, oh, this is going to be some joke song. He's like, this is my art. <laughs> right. That's his art. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You respect that about him for I'm sure. I'm like, I feel like blasphemous because you're like, Hip hop. I'm like, you know that guy Weird Al. No, <laughs> I, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I think? Though, he's like, a, no, people don't like. I feel like he deserves more respect. Well, he's. I think he's genuinely, genuinely a fan of the things that he parodies because right. you can't put that much attention to detail into something that you don't really care about. Right? right. So his song that would be inappropriate today, which is his parody of Michael Jackson, "Bad <laughs> Fat." Yeah. So apparently he showed Michael Jackson his parody of it and Michael Jackson was like, this is sick. Do you want to use the <laughs> set from Bad for it? Oh, wow, really? Really? And he, they let him that's use the amazing. set. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's, but that's, that's like show, amazing. But that, that, that's genius level respect. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that, you that's know, like, and Michael yeah. got it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Was like, this is yeah, dope. You definitely hear something like that and you appreciate like, you yeah, see the right. attention to detail. Plus- uh, parody is the ultimate form of flattery. Right. I would think so. Sure, because enough people have to know who you are and know what the song what is. The song right. is for it to be worth your time right. and worth you know, especially mm-hmm. to be a single. Right. Yeah. You know. Like, Amazing. No, that was dope. Hell yeah. I'm gonna go watch that tonight. Yeah. You should I have have to. We're gonna listen go down to a it weird owl wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> weird owl wormhole. Like, it's like rock, rock, rock. Some hip hop weird owl. <laughs> and we like had the thirty <laughs> weird owl songs. <laughs> What am I doing with my life? <laughs> exactly. And wow. also like gutsy of him to just be like, I'm Weird Al. 
Yeah. Like not big, not little, not no. cool, not whatever. Like he weird. was, he and was not fully to, aware and okay with it. And not to take on small songs. Like he right. doesn't like, he doesn't kind of like dip a toe in the water. No, he goes in. No, he, he hits he's like, You're talking about MJ yeah. productions. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about like real different styles yeah. of all sorts of music. Yeah. yeah Madonna totally. parodies, like hip hop parodies, rock parodies, yeah. everything. For sure. No, man, this has been a lot of fun, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so much fun. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah, thank dude. you for coming. It's awesome. Man. Unbelievable. Someday, you're going to be an artist someday. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, of these I know days, it's going to happen, man. I'm just never going to forget You'll never that. Live that ever, you're ever. never going to live it's that It's just down. my wording is just bad. And the tequila does not help. I love all. it so much. I don't think it's a tequila. I think it's the celery. Yeah, and or, and, yeah. and or carrots. It's nature's spoon. If you will. Yeah, if you will. celery. Man, well, listen, well, thanks for coming out. Yeah, man. thank you for having me. Andrew guys. Goldstein, a.k.a. Anthony <laughs> Goldstein. Gumblum. 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 Tony, Tony Stems, baby. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony Stems. Stems. <laughs> That's yo, I'm changing your name on my phone to Tony Stems right now, man. Well, listen, yo, this has been incredible, man. This tracks of life with Jordan and Fabian. And Tony Stems. <laughs> Boom. We're out, man. <laughs> Weird Al fan club represent. <laughs> We're in here. We're in here. Yo, that was amazing. No, it was, it was a ton of yeah, fun, man. That's Andrew Goldstein. Yeah. That's, that like pretty much sums him up in yeah. a nutshell. And in a, look, I'm not forget. Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm in a bloody big <laughs> Yeah, yeah forget it. It's all good. But no, it was dope, man. It was dope, Yeah. Man. Thanks for listening. Follow us on uh, Instagram at Tracks of Life Podcast. Boom. Check in next week. Going to have some good ones. Pow.